as the day went on, it, that's when it started really going up. And then I wake up the next morning to 900,000 views. I was like, oh, this is going to hit a million today. Hits a million. Now it's almost wow. at 2 million. Welcome back to Filling You In. I'm Coco, and with you is my co-host, Subash. And today, we've got a great episode for you. Today, we're going to be having our first guest on the podcast. You know, it. our, our guest, Subash, is going gonna, is gonna to introduce him. But, you know, he inspires both of us. We're both, when we're thinking about, like, who to have on, we're like, this guy. Because, seriously, he's that special. Facts. Um, we're going to have, I'm going to have Subash uh, introduce him now. And then we'll get right into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we on the podcast, we have Jack Ho or on Instagram at Jack from town. Jack is an athlete and posts his adventures and hobbies on social media, whether it's surfing clips, flipping midair on a hydrofoil or hanging out with friends and family. Jack has a solid online presence, which has caught the attention of numerous brands and other creators. Jack has kept up a strong academic profile while balancing his extracurricular activities, which is no small fee in which we're going to ask him about today. Both on and offshore, Jack is a very likable person with a bright future, and I'm fortunate to call him a good friend. Jack, welcome to filling you in today. How are you? Aloha, Kako, everybody. Um, thank, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I, just I just want to say a shout-out to Coco and Subash for having me. When, when I saw, saw their text on Instagram, I was super stoked to get into this, and I've done, done a few podcasts, podcasts before, and I really enjoy talking and having conversations, conversations over this online kind of COVID Zoom call, whatever Whatever platform we're using, we've kind of adapted to this COVID kind of way of uh, conversing with each other. So um, I'm very happy to be here, and I'm stoked to talk about whatever topics you guys wish to talk about. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're both excited. We're both very excited. Uh, well, I am too. Uh, and, and, you know, we listen to other uh, podcasts you've done or podcasts or whatever. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think people understand um, – you know how not hard but how like it's not a talent but skillful you have to be to you know balance everything on, on especially the things that you have on your plate uh and that's one of the things that we do want to talk about on this podcast is what we're literally talking about today which is like time management and stuff like that so yeah i know this is going to be great uh I'm, I'm really excited and i think we're just we're just going to get right into it jack um you know you're obviously you're, you're a waterman you're in the ocean um <laughs> what does what your passion for the ocean come from so for me growing up with my parents my parents were never forcing me to do anything i grew up i played all the i-9 sports aso soccer kdc basketball all those all sports that everyone grows up playing i've done it all and i enjoyed them but when i started surfing when i was five that was kind of equally something that i enjoyed along with basketball and soccer and all those other sports and it wasn't until i was fifth grade when I really discovered my passion for the ocean. Um, my parents, again, never forced me to do anything, so they kind of left it up to me to what I wanted to do every day after school and in my free time. And as I started surfing more, I realized that the beach and the ocean is where I want to be after school and in my free time and on the weekends. And the friendships I've made from surfing and the people I've met are is the main thing that drives me every day to be a better waterman, be a better ocean enthusiast, enthusiast, and, um, kind of an ocean ambassador for everyone. Um, but yeah, my love for surfing started when I was 
about 10 years old, 10, 11. When I was in fifth grade. I won my first surf contest. The prize was a brand new surfboard. And I remember after school asking my mom to drop me off at the beach. And in fifth grade, being 10, 11 years old, asking your mom to just drop you off at the beach for two hours after the surf is kind of, it's well, it's a little shocking for my mom. I remember she's like, kind of felt uncomfortable, and I called my dad. I was like, Dad, can I just go surf my brand new surfboard that I want instead of waiting for the weekend when you're off from work? And he's like, Yeah, go ahead. Um, tell your mom that um, I'm good with it, and that when I come over for dinner tonight from work, we can all talk about how it. And from starting there, we can kind of move on and see where this takes us. So my mom dropped me off at the beach after school, went surfing. She picked me up. I was alive. She was happy. Came home the night for dinner, my dad um, kind of assured my mom that I'm, I'm safe, safe in the ocean, surfing my key after school. I know enough people. Worst comes to worst, if I really need to call my mom, I can ask someone to use their phone. So it started there and until, shoot, until a month ago when I got my license, my mom would just drop me off to the beach or I'd, I'd find a ride. Um, until middle school, every day after school, my mom would just come home from school if I wanted to go surf, my mom would drop me off or... If I would to surf another spot close to my house, I could walk across the park. And I just started doing that. I made a few friends. I realized that some of my neighbors also love to surf and made friends with them. So, you know, we would all go down carpool. Um, as I got a little older, maybe freshman year, I started meeting a significant amount of people. And I just, I just met, met so much, so many, many more people that had all these new connections where I was able to find my own rides to the beach. Really, if I really needed a ride, my mom could take me. But a lot of times, there's friends who drove and older, older friends, especially that would kind of yeah. take me. And, um, and then I got my license last month, um, so now I can drive myself. And um, getting to the beach kind of after school was the main priority for me, and that's how my love for the ocean started and from there i've learned all these different ocean sports and ways to ride waves and right now i'm where i am so that's kind of my story of how it all started yeah i mean so that's interesting because the thing is one you're good you're good at what you do and you love what you what you like to do so i mean that's the perfect balance um what is voyager what is voyager like foilers Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's, that's a, a great, great question. question. Um, so going, going back, back to what Coco just said before the Voyager Voyager question, um, being good at what you're doing and love what you're doing is two different things. I know a ton, a ton of my friends are incredible athletes, but they don't fully love their sport. Their parents force them into doing it, and they've kind of done it their whole life. They've kind of accepted, oh, I'm really good at this sport, but I don't really like it. And for me, I'm glad to say that I try my best and I am good at what I do and I love, 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 love what I do. So that's truly where the two talent and passion come together and you're left with your amazing hobby and passion. Um, going on to the Voyager Foiler, um, hydrofoiling, the art of hydrofoiling, it's essentially it's a surfboard with a shaft, maybe two feet or so, underneath the board. And underneath that's like a wing. It acts like an underwater airplane. And as you paddle with the wave, you stand up and that board rises off the ocean and you're flying above the water. And 
it can, it can be, be compared, compared to like snowboarding powder. powder. So, so that kind of got introduced to the surfing world, I want to say five years ago or so, four or five years ago, before it's been, it's been around forever. It's not some new technology is used on boats, um, hydrofoil boats just to increase um, speed and decrease drag, uh, making for fuel efficient boats. Um, but they kind of adapted that idea into big wave foil towing 20 years ago with Larry Hamilton and Dave Coloma strapped into these huge snowboard boots on metal foils and then five years ago um, the owners of GoFoil kind of brought the first surf foil into perspective with carbon fiber and they've made this surf foil that now if you look out at your local surf break in Hawaii, Hawaii, you'll, you'll see, see a ton, ton of people just flying around the ocean with these things. things. So, so that started about five years ago. I started doing that about three years ago. I got my first U set up and learned how to do it. And back then, it was only in the waves. You can catch a wave, and as you turn off that wave, you can use your force and momentum from your body and your legs to pump back out, catch another wave as Two for one saying you caught two waves and only paddled once. That eliminates surfing's worst part is the paddle, right? So you go back out, pump back out, catch another wave, and essentially you do that as many times until your body is dead and your legs are dead. Um, in the beginning, if two or three was pretty crazy, and now my friends and I can stay up for half an hour if we wanted to waves, but um. Voyager Foiler, that whole concept started when we saw Kai Lenny and these hydrofoil pioneers crossing oceans, riding swells. And you, you see a sort of downwinding, downwind sailing, downwind paddling, everything. You paddle downwind and you ride these ocean swells. And the thought of doing that on a hydrofoil, whatever, four years ago, was so foreign. And um, out, out here outside Diamond, Diamond Head, when, when the, 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 the southeast east side of the wall was really exposed to these east northeast trade winds, especially in the summertime, they blow pretty hard and it creates these huge open ocean swells. So we started doing that, kind of seeing what's possible, going from you know a mile up the beach and foiling down using swells and kind of seeing how far we could go. And it started with um, a few of the lifeguards in Waikiki and me and my friends. And finally, we had this idea to create a brand, Voyager Foiler. And we started on Instagram. And it was four of us posting videos of us downwind hydrofoiling, is what we call it. And there was no goal. There was no, um, there's nothing we're trying to achieve, right? So it was just for fun. We had all these videos we wanted to do with them, post them on Instagram. So, so fast forward, that was a year ago, Voyager Foiler, I want to say it has 6,000 followers on Instagram. I could be wrong. Look at that right now. But the point is, it has grown so much. And uh, the amount of people that have, yeah, 4,000 followers, almost 5,000 followers on Instagram. That's dope. Um, and we started it with, you know, 10 of our friends following it. So, um, you know, we made hats and stickers and shirts just to keep it fun, but... What's, what we really got out of it was this group of people who come from all these different backgrounds who started hydrofoiling and wanted to um, work their way up to go down with foiling, which is a kind of the most uh, skillful form of foiling there is 
Yeah. yeah. And, and um, our, our local, we call it a run, run right? right? So you do a downward, downward run. run. Our, our local run is about two miles, and that's the run that everyone wants to conquer. So, you know, when you start, you know, you're in the ocean. If you fall, there's no getting back up. You have to catch a wave to start it. So if you fall, you're paddling back in. Half, half a mile, mile. mile. Depends, depends how far out you are. So sometimes it's a 10 minute paddle, paddle. Sometimes, sometimes it's five minute paddle. paddle. It can be an hour paddle. paddle. An hour paddle from, from the middle of the ocean. ocean. But um, people working, working their, their way up to be able to down foil. And, and I think the biggest thing that we've got out of Voyager Foiler, which is just this little Instagram account, is the amount of people that have come to us to want to learn how. And all these people come from very different backgrounds. We have professional surfers coming to download with us. We have um, content creators, uh, videographers, photographers coming to download. Um, guys who are just family men or doctors. All these people from different backgrounds, young and old. Me, I'm 16. I'm friends with guys who are 40, 45 years old. And they're some of my closest friends. And um, especially in the surfing community, age doesn't really matter. It's kind of whoever you're around at your local break or whoever you uh, surf or foil with is kind of who you um, are friends with. And this whole age, they like being friends with 40-year-olds. A lot of my friends think it's pretty strange, but for me, I love them. They're my friends, and that's why yeah, I appreciate them. And I think that these, this relationship with all these different people is the most important thing that has come out of Voyager Foiler and foiling in general. Wow, what a response, Jack. That was a lot in a good in the in the best way possible. Yeah, so Jack, it's it's great that you have the support of all these people in Voyager Foil and as well as your family. Um, what's the most important? What's the three most important things that your parents taught you? Oh, that's, that's yeah, you guys you guys have, have great, great questions. questions. Um, my, my parents, parents are, are my biggest, biggest supporters. supporters. Um, I they, they send, send me to school. school. They, Buy me what, what I need. need. I, I feed me. They give me a house to live in. So they're big. The three biggest things I think that I've taken away from them is um, one. My mom says work hard, play hard, go to school, get my education, graduate high school, study. I do that. I can play as hard as I want, as long as I want, and I really respect that. Um, I think that's something I really try to live by. And, you know, if, if I'm not working hard. My, my mom will let me play hard, hard and it's as simple as that. Um, if, if I'm slammed one day with schoolwork, overdue stuff, she kind of asks me, like, why, why, why is this overdue? If I'm not doing it, if I'm playing too hard, I've got to take a break, break for a few days from surfing or whatever I have to do and focus on school. So it's kind of that balance between um, outside of school activities and inside of school studies. Um, my dad tells me to be a good person, not just with your friends, but in the community, because everyone's watching. Everyone knows who everyone is. Everyone knows who you are. Um, doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram. Doesn't matter how many friends you have. Everyone's watching you, and everyone knows. Oh, you're so and so's son. You're so and so's daughter. Um, the, the people, people your parents went to school with, with everyone, especially living on Oahu, everyone's connected, everyone's family, and um, everyone's watching what you do, and everyone knows what you do. So always being a good person, even when no one's watching, is um, yeah. what my dad always tells me. And uh, 
I think, I think one, one thing they collectively have taught me is to appreciate everything that's given to you. Um, doesn't doesn't matter how small the company is, if they send you a, a packet of stickers, you say thank you, or if they sign you with a huge paycheck with a contract, you say thank you. It doesn't matter how big or how small the opportunity is. If you feel it's right to take it, you take it, and you appreciate it. And that goes for everything. And I think uh, the, the big thing that I try to live by, um, going off topic, but if you say what well, my parents have kind of taught me, what I kind of taught myself that I try to live by every day is live every day like it is your last. And they make the most of every moment because every single day I'm trying to figure out how I can make my day the best day. It can be um, what, what I can do to make my day better, what I can do to improve the life of myself as well as my friends and family and uh, seizing every opportunity. I very rarely come into my room and lie down for multiple hours on my phone. And that, I, I reserve that for nighttime when there's nothing to do or if I'm just tired, but during the day I try to do as much as I can and uh, enjoy every moment. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. That I think, I think all those are values that, that, I, I I know I know both Coco and I uh live by, but yeah I think I think the one thing that that I definitely relate to you on the part, especially when you said about living every day like it's your last, because life is short. Yeah. Life is yeah. short. Uh, and and thing and things go by fast. I mean, Jack, you're you're gonna be a junior. I'm gonna be. A, we're gonna be. It's sophomore. crazy. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like I just got in, in into the school I'm at. I just feel like I I'm at, like seriously. Uh, I, I remember kindergarten, kindergarten first grade like it's yesterday. Like it's, it's scary, fast, but uh, how how was the COVID experience for you? Like online learning and things like that. Oh, um, the, the past year of Corona and COVID and this whole COVID world we're living in right now has been the best year of my life. Um, the opportunities and relationships that have come out of it are just so amazing. And when I was sitting in, I was sitting in GSD in March, 2020. And uh, when, or I was sitting in GSD, I think it was January actually. And um, Josh Lawrence brings up, oh, there's, there's a coronavirus. We go, what? It's coronavirus. They go, oh, somebody ate a bat in China and now there's this virus. And then we're like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Like, how does that affect our lives? It doesn't. He's, He's like, like, yeah, yeah well, let's, let's, let's think, think for a little bit. Um, what's, what's the causes and effects of this? Of this? Uh, I, guess I guess everyone, everyone dies and our entire world shuts down. down. We're like, okay, okay yeah, yeah, but like, being real here, like, oh, maybe, maybe someone, someone gets sick in China and a few, few people, people are in the hospital. hospital. And then it, it wasn't, wasn't until two months later to the Friday, Friday before, before going to spring break, break thinking, oh, are we, am, am I, I, I going to return to school? school? All right. It's, it's fun talking about this now. Yeah. <laughs> March 13th. March 13th, dude. I remember. Oh, was it Friday, Friday the 13th? Yesterday. Hey, I, yeah, it was a Friday, it was a Friday the 13th. It was March 13th. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, I was like sitting there. I was like, there was no way I'm not, not going to come back in a, in a month. I am coming back. This this coronavirus thing is yeah. staying in China or wherever it is. This is yeah. this is all like this is being someone is saying exaggerating like this is not happening. Week later, I get an email. Hey, spring break's getting extended by two days so we can prepare for online learning. 
what a year it would be. Seriously. And he, he thought, thought, it, was, and he he thought, thought it was a month, month of honor in her back. back. Oh, I, I thought, thought standing, uh, talking about, about it now is really funny. funny. But, but going, going back, back to that, that yeah. yeah, going, going back, back to that Friday, Friday all of us kind of just, just were like, like, oh, this is BS. This is, this is, this is they're overreacting as the school needs to. And, um, whatever, we're, we're going to figure this out. So, um, Friday comes and Josh Lawrence tells us, okay, guys, well, you know, there's a chance you do do online learning and then, uh, we're going to cross that bridge when we get to it. But for now, we'll see you when we see you. And, Clean out your lockers, lockers, take everything home for spring break, and have a great break. So we go home, and once we kind of got the word that online learning is starting, everyone was kind of like, kind of frazzled, and no one knew what to do and how to react to it. Myself, just like everyone with it, and learn how to do it. And with this COVID lockdown, and I think everyone can agree to this, but there is... The beginning, the beginning of COVID, COVID before it got serious, there was just maybe weeks, weeks or months where everything was starting to get locked down, but no one really um, was fully in COVID mode. Yeah, everyone was still kind of somewhat normal, you know, seeing their friends, seeing their family. And as stuff started to shut down, I, um, as stuff started to shut down, I kind of, you know, decreasing the amount of people I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, this COVID thing really is real. If it is that contagious, like maybe I'll just stop seeing as many people and just kind of play it safe. And that's when starting from there until I got really serious. I wasn't really seeing that many people, but the people that I were seeing, it was in an outdoor setting at the beach. And, um, that's, That's when, when I really realized who my true friends were and who I truly loved. And um, all, all my, my life, life I've kind of been, um, I'm really, I'm a really outgoing really person, person, but, but the people who I hang out with and choose to give my time to are very selective. And for me, the school environment at school was never really my, my you know, my my, my place, place where I think is like the most efficient way to spend my time where there's other kids get school from side down or side up side down because that's their life. It was never really my life. It was just some place I learned. So, so going into COVID, COVID I'm seeing my friends at the beach and there's maybe five or 10 of us that we're seeing that we're seeing each other every day just surfing. And um, there's this magical kind of month where I want to say it's June last year, but Waikiki was shut down, ghost town, no hotels, nobody was allowed on the beach, um, and nobody was allowed, you know, in the hotels, everything is a quarantine, and that was probably something that we might not see for a while in our lifetime, it's kind of something my parents had never seen before. And during that month when Waikiki was shut down, I would go down to the go surf just to get my exercise. And the only other people there were my friends because that's where we kind of grown up and that's where we could go to see each other. And you know, being in the ocean at a safe distance is relatively safe. Um, and we all wanted to still go surfing. So the relationships and friendships that kind of grew and our bond kind of strengthened and with, with oiling like Waikiki when it was small or surfing when it was good, no matter what, whatever we were doing in the ocean, we were um, building our friendship. 
and I didn't, I didn't have to see anybody from school. school. I didn't have to see anybody from this. this. It was only me and my friends. And um, the relationship that came out of that were amazing. And then our friendships just got so much tighter and so much stronger. And then also going to Foiling, um, as as uh, my sophomore year, what's my that was the whole like heat thing kind of happened in my end of. So, uh, freshman, freshman year, year December, summer, then going into sophomore year, um, we were all online, online again. And and everyone kind of got, got the hang of it. I was actually really enjoying it. Um, but going there, going from there, there, I had you know maybe two to four hours of school every day. And that would be with all this free time. time. So, so I could go surf every day, but there were, I wasn't really doing anything with my life really. And um, it was kind of do school and maybe go down with foil with my friends and. I'm meeting, meeting all these new people, and then I really realized, realized I tell them everybody asks questions, questions um, how was COVID. COVID. I, I tell them this response, but the amount of knowledge and lessons and everything that I've learned from hanging out with older people in the past year has nothing near what you could have been taught in school. It's learning from being social. Um, I'm hanging, hanging out with so many different, different people, teachers, druggies, even, guys who are kind of sketchy, but, you know, yeah, if my, my parents, parents finally meet them, them and kind of agree that, that these people are good people and that um, I'm, I'm safe, safe with them, them they'll, they'll let me hang out with them. them. And then I'm, I'm seeing, seeing all these people, people in the ocean, ocean they're, you know, you know, we all talk, we all have conversations, and just little life lessons that come out of every conversation with these older people, I've kind of taken away from it. I think, I think that's, that's kind, kind of a, a, a big, big takeaway is the amount that I've learned outside of school in the past year and a half of COVID. So COVID and, and online learning has really, um, it's, it's been, been a hidden blessing. And I'm, I'm sure, sure a few other people, people could say the same, same and a lot, lot of people could say the complete opposite how they hated it. But for me, it was, it was, it was really good, good actually. So, so um, I'm not, not too sad, sad to go back to school. I'm pretty excited to catch up with teachers and friends that I haven't seen in a while, but I am going to miss that um, kind of lockdown vibe where it's just me and a few friends and us every day kind of spending our time outdoors in the ocean because that was the only place you could spend time. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. No, I think I think COVID for me was definitely – I wouldn't say it's the best year of my life. I I had a different experience, but, I mean, I, I, I think – for, especially for you and you know everything you did and everything you just explained it seemed it seems like it was an eye-opener and a lot a lot of different realizations were made about your surroundings about your environment about who you're hanging with about what's going on in the world um and you know something that's been keeping us all together during the pandemics something that i think every single person in the world is undoubtedly great grateful for is social media jack oh, for you sure. obviously uh you 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 were a talented waterman from the jump but what really made you you know start to start to post what you're doing online and not just not just like uh you know the occasional hey guys i'm surfing hashtag blessed like you know you know what i mean yeah. like what yeah. made you, you know like create you your the content in your post is like it's 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 quality it's rich it's it's yeah, it's, it's like good like it's not it's not the stuff you know you're seeing from your friends right or like from everyone yeah, so, in the world. So I started Instagram three years ago, and 
I, my, my dad, dad got, got this cool camera. This is a Canon, a $300 Canon camera from Walmart. Or is it a Nikon or whatever. And prior to that, you just take videos and you surf it on his phone. Or jump quality. And when you finally got this camera, you got a video of you surfing one day and it was pretty good. And I had Instagram in the past, but it was like, you know, you stuff like that, like hashtag at the beach, beach with, with my friends, or just don't post. post. I had maybe 100 or 200 followers on it. And, and my, my parents, parents found out, and this was in like fourth grade, they didn't delete it because they thought I was too young. young. It probably was. And I didn't get that in life. So I told my dad, I was like, Dad, what am I going to do with this video? It's kind of a good video. He's like, Oh, what can you do with this? I was like, Well, my friends have Instagram. Do you want to like download the app and like start my own Instagram? He's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. that. He's like, well, will, will, will you, you take, take it seriously? seriously? I go, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, all I want to do is just post my surfing videos so my friends can like, see me surf. Just because that's, that's what I want to share with the world. So we got Instagram, posted that video, um, got 150 likes. And at that time, I was like pretty blown away. 150 likes. And I started my Instagram with however many followers. Thought that was pretty good. And that's what I get. It was. And it was. That 150 likes was just all my friends who have known me my entire life finally realized, oh, he's on Instagram. Um, let's, let's look at my stuff. stuff. So that, my first year kind of blew up. And my, I kept posting this stuff. I had maybe like 100 or 200 followers. And I posted another video and they got 18,000 views. And I have no idea. Don't ask me how. I have no idea how. That's more views than I get now. Wow. Wow. But, uh, I got 8,000 views, and, and I came to school the next day, and my, my friends like, like, 18K, like, look, look at that. that. I was like, what? Like, like what, does what does that mean? mean? Like, 18,000. I was like, okay, like, like what, what does that, that mean? mean? They're like, 18,000 people viewed your video. I go, what? I was like, how can? Like, there's no way. And I'm looking at it, it's 18,000 views. I was kind of blown away. I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I... I have, you know, 100, 200 followers on Instagram, so. That kept going on my view count, which was just going up and up and up. And, and you know, I still kind of question that to this day. Like, was it just an Instagram algorithm at the time? Was it 18,000 or was it 100 people watching it over and over again? And as I started to, like, see the reactions of different people when I posted these certain videos, it didn't kind of, like, it's, it's just, just serotonin, serotonin, right? If, if it makes you feel good, good and you want more, more of it, so you cut out more. more. And, and it was, it was just as easy as me going to the beach, beach and my dad staying on the beach for 45 minutes, minutes getting, getting a few waves on camera, camera and, and me going, going home, putting in an iMovie movie with, with a song to it and posting it on Instagram. And it was, uh, it was easy. easy. And I never really understood or saw the the effect that it had on other people and companies and stuff. So as, as I got more videos up on Instagram, I got more followers and um, just, just more, more, more uh, content started coming my way. People who were photographing that on Instagram can send a direct message. I would get direct messages like, hey, I, I took your picture while you were surfing today. Oh, thanks. Post it on Instagram, give them their picture credit, credit their tag. And um, now, now I'm almost, almost at 8,000 8, followers on the ground. Um, three, three years later, later I've wasn't until, until maybe last year or year before where I kind of realized, like, oh, this is a powerful tool, and this can, can have an effect on me and other people. So, so 
But uh, the, direction the direction where I started, I started taking it was kind of, kind of uh, posting stuff and tagging companies. And, and from, from there, there if the companies, companies are willing to give you stuff in return, return, a simple tag is what they, what they want. want. So, so I'll post, post all these things, things tag my, my, my local sunscreen sponsor, which is my friend's grandma, who is giving me stuff. stuff. Just small, small stuff like that. that. I tag, I tag it, my friend's school will be like, oh, like, you're so lame. Like, like, you think you're all cool with your Instagram posts? I was like, okay, well, I'm just doing it. Like, I got kind of a lot of hate, really. This is in middle school. And, um, Yes, yes, it was, it was hurtful, hurtful, but at the same, same time, time, I kind of knew that what I was doing was better than that. And I just, I just kept, kept doing what I was doing. doing and that, that evolved to bigger company, company sending me, you know, maybe, maybe a t shirt or a, a, a pair, pair of shorts. shorts. And then that, that evolves, that evolves into, into you know, last year when, when I get, I'm getting, getting a box of like clothes with multiple shirts and multiple shorts and stuff from companies. And then this past year, you're getting boxes of eight. Thousand dollars worth of foils in a box that, that shows them at my front door, and um, getting, getting random companies DM me like, "Hey, can we send you this for a, a story post?" And um, if, if their product's interesting, then for sure, sure. Send, 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 send it my way. way. And, and it was just all these people reaching out to me, asking me to um, just, just tag them in posts in return for um, what, what we call, call flow. flow. Yeah, their flow new product. And that was, that was great. great. I, I was stoked on that, and it wasn't until was it the past six months, months when I realized, like, like wow, you can, you can actually get money, money from this. And, and you, know, you know, a lot of my friends with 50 to 100,000 followers on Instagram, which have a much bigger platform than me, are getting paid by these big companies. Quicksilver, Ruka, Roxy, Billabong, they're paying my friends monthly. I'm like, wow, that's like... That's, that's where, where it could, could be in the, the kind, kind of money that comes out of it. it it's, it's not a little bit of money. It's a lot of money. And, and of course, course, you have your responsibility to do, to give back, back and do your photo shoots, do your posts, do your community events. But um, the amount of money they give you, the, that, that much more effort you got to put in to give it back. back. So um, the past six months, I've been getting, getting not, nothing in the thousands or anything, but maybe like, hey, like, can you post this? We'll give you 150 to 200 bucks for wow. this post. And I'm like, for sure. And I know that sounds, I know that sounds like a lot. And I'm stoked on that. You know, 200 bucks to press a button and post. That's pretty good. But the amount of money that can come out of social media is crazy. And I hear some of my friends' rates. And then some of my super popular friends are charging thousands of dollars for one post. And um, for, for me, me, I know what my worth is. is. It's, it's, I don't, I don't have, have. I don't, I don't, I don't want, want to say I have a ton of followers on Instagram, Instagram, but I have, I have enough, enough where I do have, have a yeah, kind of um, influence on, on a small amount of people. people. So, you know, 100, 200 bucks per post is pretty reasonable. reasonable. And, and that, that's oh, just that's one, one way, way to make. make yeah, yeah, I think that's just one way to, you know, for me to make money. And of course, I'm not paying bills or anything. Just all I want is some money to fill my truck with gas. To buy, 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 buy lunch, lunch, but uh, um, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool, cool to see where, where my Instagram, Instagram started and where it is, it is now. And I, I want to wonder where it is going to be in five years from now. Oh, yeah, I agree 100. And there's something. Do you know what an Instagram theme page is? Um, I do I not. not. Tell so, me about that. An Instagram theme page, to, for short, just the shortest possible thing is, uh, you go on Instagram, you search Earth, 
or plants or dogs. You see a page and it's dedicated to dogs and they post dogs, 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 lots of dogs. It's not a person. They get a brand, a dog brand, maybe a dog treat. We'll contact them and say, hey, we want your treat on your story for X amount of time. What are your rates? They DM back this and the transaction happens. Now, so the reason I'm bringing up theme pages is because literally a page with 240,000 followers will charge 20 bucks, 20 bucks for a story post. You're like, what? $20. That's insane. Yeah. Because these, these, these big, these big theme pages, they don't have fans. They don't have people that like them. They, 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 they look at their page cause they might see something they like versus you, Jack, or, or people like your friends who are charging those rates. You have what we like, what we, we like to call a golden, a golden follow set everybody in your following maybe not everybody there's obviously probably some random people there but the people that follow you i mean they they like your stuff like they'll they'll like they'll they'll, they'll drop a like on your post they won't see something and be like eh whatever next you know like they'll, they think what you're posting is cool because they like you as a person uh which is which is why it's so cool that you're able to make uh make you know money you're able to provide for yourself and, and do stuff like that that's pretty cool man yeah, yeah and, and thanks. thanks. And, um, going on with that social media thing, thing it's really what you put out there. there. Um, I, I, I obviously noticed, noticed like, let's say I have a surfing photo that, that you know, like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool, cool, but like, it's not, not like, like my greatest. greatest but I have nothing, nothing to post. post. I haven't posted, posted for a week. Um, I want to keep my feet going. I'll post that up the day that gets X amount of likes. And that's, you know, maybe a little below average, maybe only X amount of comments. And, uh, Maybe, Maybe it wasn't, wasn't a lot, lot of attention, attention that was um, generated from it. it. And let's say I have a surfing, surfing video or some, some a content, a piece of content that's really, really good. And I'm, I'm so stoked on it. I'll put it up on Instagram, Instagram and, and it gets, gets over a thousand likes or whatever. And this, this many, many comments. And, and the, uh, um, when you look, look at my insights, I see um, this, this many, many people kind of, of took, took action, action on my page and so you so really see like, like what you put, you put out there, there. If it's really good. good. It's, it's going to get a lot of attention. It's going to get lots of like comments, comments where if you just put something that's so, so, so out there, there, you're not really getting as much. much. So um, that, that comes, comes down, down to what you want to post and what kind of your standard is to post. For me, I have a standard. If someone sends me a photo, it's not good enough. I'm not posting. Maybe I'll put it on my story, but the goal is not share junk stuff because when you share junk stuff, you're kind of your, your bar, bar of success and your, and your worth goes, goes down, down where if you're sharing all your, your top quality um pictures then your, your bar is up, up here. here and that's, that's where companies um look, look at you and say, say like hey is this is, is this guy's, guys are these, these guys posts really, really doing really good or, or are they, they getting any, you know maybe you want one comment from a bot and then is it, is it just, just kind, kind of random, random people? people. So they, com- com- companies, companies do look at your social media, your posts, your posts, comments, actually your likes, likes, your amount of likes, your amount of everything. And they, they, want they, want is, they just want to see, um, is, is it worth it to send, send this guy stuff in return for post? So, so it's, it's, when you when do you see um, attention and, and you do see people taking action from your post, it makes you feel good because... You know, you know, for me, sometimes I still trip out, like, oh, you're going to make me this much like I can post so, so nobody can care. care. Like, okay, okay like, I don't, I don't know, know where you get out of it. it. But then but when, when I do see people um, buying my, my products, products that I posted about or 
of um, riding, riding the same, same brand foil, foil that, 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 that I ride, ride or ordering the same kind of surfboard that, that I ride. That's, that's when I see, whoa, well, my, my small amount of influence does have an effect on people. people. It, does it does work. work. So that's, that's what, what cool we'll see when you have. We can see other people in your community have the same amount of influence. It's really cool when you see people that um, took action on your post or your your, your story, story or whatever, and now, now they're riding the same foil as you, they're, they're riding the same surfboard as you, or they're even wearing the same t-shirt as you, the same clothes as you, so it's cool when you see that in your community and in public. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's crazy because you're only in high school and you have all these different sponsorships. Like, what is that like? Like, walk us through, like, what happens? Yeah, yeah so, so when a, a company wants to sponsor you, there's kind of like a process that, goes, that you kind of go, go through. through. Um, it, it really depends on the, the type, type of company and their, their, their worth. worth. Um, for, for example... The other day, this company, Driftline Board board Shorts, wanted wanted to send me these um, special special shorts for um, exercise. And they're a small small company, and their their product, when I was looking at their product, product, it looked looked cool. And I said, yeah, for sure. sure. Um, Let's let's do do it. it. Um, They They sent me a little package in the mail. They just asked my address, did my address, they sent me and I put it on my story. And then they're still, still, for them, 72 pairs of shorts, shorts is, that's nothing, nothing really. really. If, if they're running a big business, two pairs of, you say $50, you send you 100 bucks worth of product. product. That's, that's like, like dropping dollar, dollar bills for them. It's, it's not, not, they're, they're not, not losing anything. anything. And um, they're, they're hoping that with your story post, they get a few followers from that and generate some kind of engagement on their page. Whereas a company like, Lift foils, foils, the foil, foil company, company I ride for, they're an international company. When they, they reached out to me, um, it started with them kind of asking me some questions like, like hey, like, are you interested in this? And finally, they posed their offer. Hey, we want to give you this, and here's, here's a contract to look over. And they gave me a contract. Um, and, and what I can't share about the contract is that they're giving me. Um, X, X amount, amount of product, product for, for X, X amount, amount of post and X, X amount of uh, community relation. And, and in return, return they're, they're giving me X, right? So, so I look over that contract, contract look at my parents, like, parents, like is this good? Is, 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 is this something, something I'm able, able to take part, part in or is this kind of like a good off? off? And um, sometimes when, when companies do give, give you like, like a little, little contract to over, they do give you offers. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not good. good. And that's, that's when you're like, hey, like, sorry, like, I'm, I'm unable to um, accept your offer. Exactly. I'm unable to accept your offer. But in this case, case with the foils, foils is um, pretty, pretty reasonable, and especially during COVID. COVID it's, it's everyone was struggling. So it was kind of rude to ask for more. And, and so, so I accepted, accepted what they gave, and it was, it was only a year, year I signed for a year with them, and I got on the phone with the manager, and, and kind of met, met the team, and from, from there, we kind of started this relationship. Um, with, with my other, I have other clothing sponsors, I, uh, I got an offer from Ruka, actually, to um, start off with a flow program, which means no payment, but just sending me boxes of stuff. And, and I, the guy's, the guy's super cool. Um, I know the guy, guy Brophy, I met him in Hawaii. And he's, he's, he's called me one day saying, hey, um, I want to get, get you 
uh, boxes from Ruka. Ruka. I was, I was pretty, pretty blown, blown away, away really, like, you know, when it's like, like something pretty big, big and I actually, I actually told him no because at the time I wasn't in a position to accept, um, accept product, product because, because I was working with this other company, company um, which, which is one of my, my good friends, um, Kikoa Casimero, he has his brand Ava. And I was, I was just, just starting getting into his um, kind of thing. thing. He, was he was launching, launching his new line, line of clothes. And um, he, he wanted, wanted to sign me a contract, contract with some payment. And, and um, in, in return, return, you're exclusive, which means as, as an exclusive athlete, athlete yeah. you're, you're only wearing, wearing their, their clothes, clothes. You're only wrapping their, their stuff. And, and I kind of thought to myself, like, wait, am I in the position to only wear this brand of clothes and not accept clothes or deals with anyone, anyone else, and I was not in the position to do that, so I told him no, but I was still able to help out with his shoot, so, so we did, did a full photo shoot, a few days of shooting on his, his, all his clothes, and um, this, this line is now launched, my pictures are all over their website, their Instagram, um, I think I'm getting a, uh, a wall or a, um, a, window a window picture in locomotion, locomotion of me wearing the clothes. clothes and, and um, for, for that, that was more of just like a flow deal. deal. I, know, I, I got, got to keep, keep a bunch of hundreds and hundreds of dollars of clothes, clothes for free, which is just cool. And, and in return, I'm helping out a friend. So going on like with the whole Ruka thing, it was an exclusive offer where I would have to be exclusive. And I Think about, think about it, it you, you know, know, for days and weeks, and then discuss with my parents. Is this really, really what I want? want? I mean, this is, is this is what I need. need. And for me, since there was no payment involved, I uh, told the guys, guys thank you very much, much but um, I'm, I'm unable, unable to accept this offer. offer. And they said, don't, don't worry at all. Come to us if you ever want to accept that offer. And they kind of just left the door open. So right now, my main, My main focus, focus is just school, really. really. And all, this all this other sponsored stuff is kind of just on the side. side. So that's, that's where I kind of draw the line between, like, like am, am I going to be a full-on professional athlete or am I going to go to school? And at this stage, I'm focused on school. And whatever companies want to send me stuff, I'm willing to accept. But an exclusive offer with a big brand is just something I'm not really looking for right now. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot, it's a lot. And, and I'm just not in a position to accept that. that. So, um, that's, that's kind of what happens when the sponsor comes to reach out to you. It's a lot, a lot of communication and you know, phone, phone calls and um, looking, looking over contracts, contracts if there is one. Is one. And kind, kind of um, understanding what your role is and what your responsibility is, as well as knowing your worth and knowing what you want out of that company. Who was your first sponsor? Um. Honestly, Honestly, there's, there's many, many levels, levels of like being, being a sponsored, sponsored athlete. I'd, I'd say, say um, I when I was ten years, years old, I used to go to, go to Banan every day after, after school. school. There's, there's a Banan truck right up the street from my house, and yeah. um, I, used I used to sit, sit on the refrigerator, refrigerator and do my homework after school. I made friends with the guys who owned it, and then. I just I said something else, else to you after, after school, school, so I just rode my bike there, and you know, you've been on after school. And after after the, the numerous bowls that I've paid for with my money, money and my mom's money, money they, they kind of just started giving me free bowls because I go there every day. day. And then finally, finally met the owners, and, and they came, came up to me one night. I was in sixth grade, like, hey, 
Yeah, so we're talking about this a little bit before the show, but you said um, one of your sponsors is sending you out to Oregon to compete? Yeah, yeah so, so Lift Foils, Foils, the foil company that I ride for, um, part, part of the, of the contract, contract was if I needed to go anywhere for a Lift event or a foil, foil event, event or race or, or any, any sort of, sort of you know, you know, contest, contest. Um, they, they, their, their responsibility was to pay, pay for it and get, get me there. there. And, and so, um, there hasn't there been, been any races, races um, since COVID, COVID right? right? So, so this summer, summer actually, actually last, last week, week, I was supposed to do, do a channel, channel crossing on my foil from Molokai to Oahu. Oahu. And that, that got canceled. canceled. Um, that was going to be my first big race. And, and no one's done a race since 2019, so now, now that, you know, California's kind of lifted the COVID restrictions, it's allowing me to go there and participate in this uh, hydrofoil race in the Colombian River, which is a river where the wind blows one way and uh, the river flows this way. So with the wind pushing swells this way and the river pushing this way, it creates, it creates these big swells, swells that stack up, up and that's, that's when you ride, ride for eight miles down the coast, eight-mile race. And, and when, when I heard they were running that, that, I instantly called my team manager, manager and said, hey, Matt, Matt um, how, how, how are we going to get you here? here? And, and what, what can, can we work, work out? out? And we talked to him, yeah, yeah like, we're, we're, we'll pay for this and this. And one of my filmers, my friend, I told him, like, hey, what if I bring one of my filmers and can you pay for his trip too? And in return, we get 
this, this much content, content we can film, film as many videos, videos and as many, get as many pictures, pictures for your website, for social media, media anything, anything that you need to cost, we can give you in return for you paying an entire, entire trip to Oregon. So, so um, that's, that's kind, kind of what, what I'm doing next week. week. Um, as, as much as, much as, as it is for fun, fun there's, there's a business part of it where, you know, if they need this, I gotta go out and do this, shoot with them, or ride this piece of equipment in this setting. So, so um, um, it, is it is kind of like a business trip, but it's also going to have a lot of fun. fun. And I am, am going to get to my first hydrofoil race. That's pretty, pretty exciting. exciting. All right, Jack. Obviously, surfing, being an athlete, that is one side of your life. But something you've, you've peaked at multiple times so far is school, your academic life, your academic profile. Uh, while many like to have mixed opinions on school and how it plays in your life, so people like it's important, not really important. Um, I like to generally think it is pretty important, especially uh, since we go to a, a school that, that, that values your future, that values where you're going in your next stage in life, college. Jack, you know, this is kind of going to be a, a multi-question, multi-question, one question kind of question. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what is your GPA? And, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you really, this is a big, big question. How do you balance, you know, school and and, uh, and, and, and your extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah so, so that's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty funny, funny question, question um, because, because I, I truly don't know, know my GPA. GPA. I, I want to say, say it's 3.6, 3.5. Um, I'm, I'm not, not really always monitoring, monitoring it, but, but um, balancing, balancing school and my social life and my life, and my life outside, outside of school is something that I've actually struggled with. It's something that I kind of got to pay attention to and know how, how much time, time I can spend at school as well as how much time, time I need to spend outside of school. And, and that goes, goes back, back to the work, work hard, play hard, hard kind of thing. Um, um, how, how hard do you have to work? work and how hard can you play after school? school and how much, how much time, time do you have to do both? So um, balancing school has been tricky for me. Um, there's, there's been many afternoons where I just don't. Really, really, first, first of, all, of all, want to do my, my homework, and second, second of all, don't, don't have time. Maybe, maybe I'm slammed with this, this and then after school, school that I'm going, going to, or um, maybe, maybe I'm just beat down, down from school, school, but um, I'd, I'd say, say that going, going to, to a private school, school your, your responsibility just to your, to your parents, parents is a respect, respect kind of thing. thing. It's, it's just to try your best and do it and not flunk out or fail or... Um, skip, skip and then give, give your 110 percent every, every time you show up to class. So, so um, kind, of kind of going off that, that I, I it is my responsibility to go to school and try hard. And, and um, I just, I just think, think how, how much, much my parents give to me and how much, much freedom they let, they let me have and how um, much, much time they let me do what, do what I love to do after school. But I'm in school, I do have to focus on my school, school responsibilities and everything, everything that, that comes with that. Um, it, it is a struggle at times knowing that, that school does not matter and that you're not just fucking emotions. Um, I, try I try not to wrap, wrap my head around that, that so much of getting, getting a 4.0 GPA and getting, getting this, this many grades and, and this, this many extra credit points, points so, so I can go, go to college, college that, that is, you know, I live in school or whatever. Um, and, and if, if that, that is your goal, goal and if that, that is your dream, dream to, go to go to Stanford, Stanford with a, a 
everything actually kind of high school. That's, that's amazing. amazing. That's, that's good, good for you. And I 100% respect that. that. If that's, that's what you want. want. That's, that's a, a, it's inspiring. inspiring but for me, that's, that's not, not what, what I want. want. And then, um, um, I'm really, really not, not too concerned, concerned about grades or anything. What I am really concerned about is my actual learning. And I know there's not a there's, There's some, some people who really, really don't, don't really care about really school, school, but for me, I'm really, really fascinated, fascinated by um, certain, certain topics at school and the um, conversations that come, come out of them. And it's the kind of takeaways every day from my classroom setting. And um, I'm, not I'm not trying, trying to go to Harvard or Stanford or anywhere like, like that. that. But I, 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 uh, my goal is to graduate high school with a better understanding of our world and Knowing, knowing that, that I graduated, graduated trying, trying my best, best and, and that, that I didn't cheat or beat the system, system any, any way. way. I just did it just like everyone else did, did and I, I put, put my effort in as, as respect, respect to my parents. parents. So, so that's, that's my, my goal for school, school just, just graduate. That's, that's so interesting. Like, that's such an interesting take because, like, commonly it's either, you know, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to grind, and I'm going to get super good grades. Or yeah. I'm gonna, I don't care about school and I'm just going to go and do super good, you know, extra, extracurricular activities. But yeah. Yeah, you, you're both. And then the school, you, you have more of a perspective of like, you know, I'm just here to learn and try my best. But, you know, I don't need to get these A's and take these certain classes yeah. to reach this goal that, you know, society and others say i need to you know yeah, yeah and i think, I think uh, a big, big part, part of you know our generation is questioning is our school system outdated is it, is it um is, is, is it still, still efficient, efficient and um for sure, for sure our the school, school system, system that, that we do, do every day, day is along, with, along with, with the rest of america, america is works, works just, just fine, fine. Um, I think, I think, you know, you know classes, classes like GSD and competency-based learning, that's proof of us moving forward and adapting the school system to um, today's generation. But I think that the amount of learning, the amount of growth that comes out of school and that I can take away is up to me. And um, that's really, I just really enjoy learning. Um, doesn't, doesn't have, have to be learning math. math. It can be, it can be learning, learning about surfing. It can be learning about relations with your friends. It can, it can be learning about anything, anything that you're interested in. If, uh, if you're just, just learning, if you're um, uh, getting, getting new information and meeting new people and experiencing new things, and that, that is a form of learning, and I'm, I'm all for it. I just want to learn, really. <laughs> and yeah. I really enjoy learning and School for me is the space where I can learn, and it's not about getting an A. It's not about um, being in every honors class. It's not about graduating with extra credit, going to Stanford or Harvard or whatever Ivy League school. For me, it's about just finishing it and getting as much as I can out of that experience. So that's my kind of outlook on school. You know, you're going through school. You're getting all this followers, which somewhat equates to, I guess, clout. How do you, like how do you know the intentions of the people around you? Because like, how do you, what's your gauge for that? And how do you, Ooh, it's a tough one. Um, um, I, I don't want to sound like, um, oh, I, I, mean, I try to, I try to, when, 
I talk about this. I try to treat myself as every other normal, every other normal teenager, because I am friends with a lot of, I guess you could say, famous people, uh, professional surfers with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and everything. And when I finally get to know them, they're just regular people. There's nothing special about them. Just because they're famous on Instagram doesn't make them different. They're people that make funny jokes, that say stupid stuff. There's really no difference between me and them. So um, a lot of people do, like I'll see people in public and people come up to me and say like, what's up? And for me, I just kind of, I think it's cool, but I don't really understand sometimes, like, especially cause like I'm not, not famous on Instagram. Like I have, you know, a couple thousand followers, but um, I wouldn't consider myself some celebrity or anything, but to some people treat me like that. And I get kind of confused sometimes like, Oh, why are you, why are you treating me like this? But it's kind of, it's flattering, you know, when people come up to you and say like, Oh, what's up? You're Jack from town. I'm like, yeah, man, like good to meet you. What's your name? Um, it's a lot of younger kids that are maybe like in middle school that um, do that as well as, I mean, some people my age too, like I'll see mutual friends or I'll, I'll be a, I'll see, I'll meet people that we have mutual friends and you know when I get to know them they're like oh what's up bro I follow you on Instagram I'm like oh that's sick like nice to meet you and um it's pretty obvious when people are like trying to you know be your friend just to be your friend and when someone's trying to be your friend because they really like you um yeah for sure but uh I've never at school it's a little different um honestly to tell you the truth I don't think a lot of my friends don't really care Mm. I think that no one not a lot of people care that, you know, I have some followers on Instagram or I, I do stuff with brands and, you know, I think a lot of people think it's cool and a lot of people like me for that, but I don't think that a lot of people are too, like their heads aren't really wrapped around like, Oh my gosh, she's, she's doing this and this and this. And it's more of a, just, I'd like to surround myself with nice people. And I know if you're nice or if you're, if you're just kind of petty or whatever, um, but yeah, I can, I can choose who I want to surround myself around. So um, at school, I choose my friends. I choose the people I hang out with it. And it's the people who are nice to me and I'm nice back to them. So mm. that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I think it's cool that, that the environment, I think, especially and obviously you have, you have a great circle, Jack. People around you, they're, they're there to support you the most part. Especially your family and your parents as well. I mean, it, it, I can clearly tell that you know, and, and I there's definitely a lot of people that we know that struggle with this, and including ourselves at times. I mean, you know, the, and, it's, it, and it's not just has to do anything with followers or whatever, but like, like what do the people around you like? What are they? What do they value? Do their values align with what you value? Dude, what, well, what yeah. Do? So yeah. Um, of course, I'm. I try to surround myself with people who think the same way as me and believe the same things as me um but there's also no harm in surrounding people who surround yourself with people who think the opposite of you and as long as that opposite way of thinking isn't um politically wrong or racially or you know any as long as that view isn't um a topic that's as long as it's an appropriate view and i have no problem surrounding myself with people who think differently than me i think it's great when you are surrounded with different thinkers and um, different kind of people, but um, my my friends are just positive and 
they're nice people and um obviously i think they're great and they think i'm great and that's how that's why we're friends and I didn't think you're great. If I thought you were lame or rude or disrespectful or mean, I wouldn't be your friend. And I think everyone kind of can agree that the people that they surround themselves with are the people that they want to be surrounded with. Yeah. I'm just going to say this, like, got this. You're infectious. Um, like your whole, the way you act and the positivity you bring and things like that, it's infectious to the people around you. It's, it is, bro. It is. Um, Thank you. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you know, I, yeah. I need to go out now, go do a couple hundred good deeds or something like that. <laughs> Compliment. Oh, you. thanks. You spread really, you. really positive energy. And it's something that a lot of people don't, really don't try to, but don't. You are a very positive person. And and, and it, even, we're not even, we're, we aren't, we're not even near each other. We're miles yeah. away. And it's resonating through a screen. That is something that a lot of people don't have, and that that's gonna serve you really well. And, I, and it's well, uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's really cool. yeah. Well, that's that's really flattering. Um, <laughs> I think thank you guys for the kind words, but it really comes down to the amount of people that have been so kind to me and so supportive of me, and that's my responsibility to give it back to my friends and family and my everyone who I associate with. So yeah. So what's going on in your future? Are you looking like start your own brand, you know, do YouTube, things like that? Yeah. What's so in your future? Um, I really haven't thought about that question really. Um, uh, what separates me and my other surf friends is that I go to school and that my education comes first. And honestly, I'm not trying to be a professional surfer. I don't really want to. Um, but if my path, if my, um, if my passion for the ocean leads me down that path, then that's great. And if it doesn't, then that's great too. And I've always thought of surfing as something I just do for fun. And I never really thought I'd be good at it. I never thought that it would take me to where I am. I always thought that, oh, it's just something you do with your family on the weekend. And, uh, now that I am good at what I do and um now that I am have this social media platform that I can grow it does get me thinking like oh what I what would I do with it um my goals for the future would be to definitely get bigger sponsors get paid more get um with that comes bigger opportunities and um Social media wise, I started TikTok two weeks ago. I before that I had 200 followers. I would post surfing videos that would get a, a thousand views or so, whatever. And I was there. I'd like to say that I was there. I, I was yeah, there. So I, I don't know. There. Some some of you know, but I had this TikTok phase where I just post like crazy dance videos because I thought it was fun and I I loved it. Um, but I didn't realize people were like actually watching me and <laughs> kind of got out of hand. I deleted it. I was like, you know what? I do not need this in my life. The app was toxic. Um, it was addicting and it was just doing me no good. So I deleted it. Then I re-downloaded it about three or four months ago, posted one video of me took a backflip on a foil, got 5,000 views. I was like, no way. That's like not that bad for just getting TikTok. Um, 
maybe I'll, I'll start posting more videos and I posted more, you know, they got maybe, you know, another 5,000 views and it kind of just flopped. Um, and I kind of like gave up on TikTok. I had 200 followers and my account was not growing at all. And it wasn't until two weeks ago, I posted a foiling video that now has 1.8 million views. Subash was there. I was there. I was there. Yeah, you're you're one of the first ones there. Um, <laughs> that video now has 1.8 million views on TikTok, and I know that's not, you know, that, that's a lot, but it's not a lot for TikTok. You know, there's videos with much more um, yeah. attention. But for me, I was kind of I was kind of blown away at the story behind it. Is I posted it at 11 in the morning, just like whatever. It's a cool video. It's probably gonna get a couple hundred likes. And my friend texted me in the evening when I got home. It's 44k. I go, what? I haven't been on my phone all day. He's like, on TikTok, go open your app. And I open my phone and the notifications are just, you know, whatever. 100 comments, uh, 200 followers, this many likes. I'm like, what? Like, this is kind of cool. Like, 44K, like, that's pretty crazy. And I walked inside. I was like, hey, mom, dad, look at this. My video got almost 50,000 views on TikTok. They're like, okay, like, cool. Like, Whatever, like they, they don't really know like a lot about TikTok, and I keep refreshing, and there's followers and likes and comments, and I'm like, kind of like, oh wow, like this is interesting. I'm not like super hyped, and I'm not like, I've always thought like, oh, I wonder what it's like to get a bunch of views on TikTok, like whatever Addison Ray or all those big TikTokers. I wonder what it's like to have all these notifications, and when I'm getting all these notifications, I kind of just like, okay, like whatever, like I'm not really too concerned. Then I opened my phone the next morning. I went to bed that night. I had 60,000 views. I opened my phone the next morning to 200,000. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Like, it grew overnight. I got maybe another 1,000 followers on TikTok. And um, same thing. Open my phone the next night. Go to bed with almost 400,000. Wake up the next morning with 600,000. And it took about three days to reach a million. Finally reached a million views. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um what do I do from here? So I posted, there's like a, there's 200 comments asking a ton of questions. What is, what is this? Are you, how are you flying above water? And I went out in the ocean with my GoPro on my foil. And I talked to my camera explaining in a 20 second video, what a hydrofoil is and how it works. Posted that, that is at 500,000. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is, I'm, I'm not, there's not a million views, right? But it's still, it's still good. It's still going and I'm still getting followers. Um, kept posting videos, answered a few more questions, posted a few more foiling videos. And then um, I was in Maui last week and I had my camera out, my GoPro just, you know, we're just filming each other foiling. And my friend's like, there's a huge turtle up here. I was like, what? Start my camera. I was like, hey guys, what's up? when you see huge animals in the ocean, this is what it looks like or something like that. And I pointed the camera as I foiled by this huge turtle, it made a big splash. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you see animals in the ocean. We just foil around them. It was the dumbest video, pretty cringe. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to post this. I posted 1. it. 1.9. Yeah. I, it was yeah. crazy. So I come <laughs> home. And it's at like 6,000 views. I was like, oh, like that's pretty good for being away from my, like 6,000 views in two hours. That's like not bad. And people are like commenting and then go to bed, wake up in the morning. It was like 25,000. I was like, okay, well, like 
started million, but like it still got some attention. And then as the day went on, it that's when it started really going up. And then I wake up the next morning to 900,000 views. I was like, oh, this is going to hit a million today. Hits a million. Now it's almost wow. at 2 million. And I, the truth is, I don't even know like how that happened. I think it's just half luck, half like creative content and the more interesting content that you put out there, it, uh, people see it and it gets views. So I have, I don't even know, 13,000 followers. I have your TikTok open right now. And a non, you have 13.2. Yeah. So about every time I open my phone now, I'm getting about a hundred followers per hour or two, which is kind of crazy. Um, And it's all pretty unexpected. I was like, it's kind of like, it's a lot for me. And I kind of just kind of laugh. It's something to laugh about. Like, oh, what are the odds that your TikTok blows up? It's no one really takes TikTok seriously. Um, And to tell you the truth, the only reason why I'm continuing this is to get followers on Instagram from TikTok. I really don't care about my TikTok views. I could have... 13,000 followers on TikTok, or I could have 13. I, it does not affect my life at all. It's just a dumb app. And um, I realized that, oh, I can get Instagram followers from TikTok because my Instagram is linked to my TikTok, and that's why I'm going to keep it going just so I can get Instagram because, honestly, Instagram is probably the most used social media platform, and that's how you get attention, and that's how you get people to notice you. So, that's how you get um, a long-term fan, it's been, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's been working. I've noticed a little upstream in my uh, follower count every day, um, which is just kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we'll just it's fine. I keep posting these TikTok videos and seeing how many. Um, I posted one today or yesterday, and it's at like sixty something thousand, which is it's good, but it's not like a million, right? But if I just keep posting, I think that like. You know, it goes up and down, so it's cool. <laughs> but uh, I tried YouTube. YouTube's a, it's hard to grow. Um, you got to be consistent. Yeah. You got to be um, interesting. And honestly, I just do not have time. I strongly considered starting a full vlog. Um, yeah. But I just don't have the time. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to vlog every single day, but I just don't have time to do that. And I don't have the energy and the resources and... Right now, my what I can do is Instagram, so I'm focused aren't on you, that. Aren't you bringing a, a filmer to Oregon with you? Is that, that yeah? Happen? So yeah, yeah. So we're bringing. I have my filmer. Me and my filmer kind of talked about like, oh, what if we started a vlog? Um, of course, I would have to pay. I would have to pay my filmer if he's uh, dedicating whatever x amount of days of his week to shooting a vlog to produce a ten minute video every week. Um, and I kind of thought like, first of all, I don't have enough money to just be paying this guy weekly. And second of all, how much, how much time is it going to take to grow a YouTube channel? So my question, I think this might be my biggest question, um, today. Uh, there's a lot of people. And I mean, I don't, we don't know how many viewers this, viewers this is going to get. We're hoping this will be our biggest episode. A lot of the people that are going to be listening, if, if they're coming from you, especially, uh, they're going to be probably people who realistically want to be you. They want to be Jack from town. They want to, they want to, they want to have the sponsorships. They want to have the followers. And a lot of, even all my, my friends who are surfers, they won't admit it, but I mean, they have in the past, but now they wouldn't. I mean, 
they're trying to they're trying to do what you're doing and um yeah to the people out there specifically the kids you know because maybe there's adults but whatever point is to the kids <laughs> the kids that are our age the 14s the 15s 16s you know what i mean what would especially yeah. what would you say to them right like how how would you recommend yeah start this is you know motivation like there's this a lot is of actually yeah this is actually a question that i kind of thought about and last night when i was going to bed i was like oh wow like this is probably a question they're gonna ask so kind of thought about a response but um um first of all being in high school is pretty frustrating at times it's confusing it's there's so many people um telling you different things you have your friends you have your non-friends who hate you or whatever and um you have all these different people at school who uh like and dislike you and for me uh freshman year was kind of tricky a lot of people kind of told me whatever i'm doing on instagram was lame and that no one cared and that no one cares about my sponsored posts or my ad posts um and a lot of people told me like hey like i follow you on instagram that's like super cool what you're doing and uh like I really like your videos and whenever people would say that to me, it meant a lot because I'm just this small account on Instagram trying to do my best to give back to the people who support me. So with all this um, negative and positive feedback, I kind of learned to um, care about what matters to you and care about what you truly care about. Because um, if you're trying to do stuff that, you think is going to impress other people just to impress them or just like if it's not truly if you're not truly doing it for yourself and like what's the point there's no point in it and uh it's not doing you any good so when you find something that matters a lot to you and that you enjoy doing um for me what i did was i continued to do that no matter what my response was from my peers my um, teachers, classmates, anyone, whatever they told me, I kept doing what I was doing and I didn't change anything. And I was persistent and blocked out hate. Um, any negative stuff, I kind of just pushed to the side and um, proceeded on this positive line of me, myself, and I, and doing what makes me happy. So, um, with school and people who want to you know start their own social media go for it do it and doesn't matter if you're getting 50 likes and you only have 100 followers it, if you're if you think it's great to put what out on the, put out on the internet what you want to put out then go for it that's a that's great that you want to do that and it's it shows a lot of confidence i think and i think that i think that putting out photos on the internet of yourself or what you like to do shows confidence and the people who are hating on you telling you whatever you're doing is lame they're just insecure and it comes down to like well would you want to post photos of your surfing videos online like no well then keep that to yourself and i think that um being motivated with what matters to you is the most important thing and um starting social media starting any sort of platform on your own uh 100 go for it because if it matters to you it matters to other people as well what, what, do, what do we say what do we say after that i mean 
seriously dude you're muted um i know sorry, i'm talking to subash sorry uh what do we say it's hard that? how do you respond to that gosh that, there, there's no <laughs> way i'll sit here and confidently or really no one will sit here and confidently say that like what people judgment is such a thing that lets that controls us it, it's controlled me in the past oh like, for sure it controls me too yeah yeah judgment is such a scary thing and i think a lot of people struggle with that especially like literally like musicians right people doing you doing writers this and that anybody that's doing something creative and is putting it out to the world fears judgment and it's the it's it's a and it's something that holds people back it's a roadblock and that's something especially when we started this podcast dude we were like how are our peers going to interpret this like are they gonna like we, that's something that we, we were struggling with and we still are like of course we're gonna still keep thinking right but we're just gonna like like we're trailblazing we're trailblazing on through, through the judgment and I mean, same goes for you dude i mean well to, I'll, to I'll tell you doing, what yeah i'll tell you what the people who do kind of give you grief and hate on this podcast they're just they're insecure they don't really they want to be you. That's that's what it comes down to. They want to be you. They want to have the confidence to talk on camera, to put themselves out there on Spotify and Apple and YouTube, everything. And the people who tell you that this is great, they're nice people, but they're also confident in what they do. They want to see success of other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I struggle with self-confidence too. I act confident. I try to be as confident as I can. Because I like fake it till you make it. That's a real thing. And if you act confident and have confidence in yourself, it will um, push you forward. With Instagram, it's you know I, I post some stuff that's cringe. You know my TikTok, some stuff's cringe. Um, but like, I don't really care. It, I'm doing it because that's what people want to see. And a lot of the hate I get is from kids my age. It's not, I don't see adults hating on me. I don't see. Um, well-known people or professional surfers or professional athletes or brands hating on me. It's people who are my age are just insecure. And I've kind of learned to just block them out because it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter to me. Why, why should it matter to you? Like you should just be nice to everyone. And if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. So, yeah. It's funny because I'm <laughs> Because it's probably the parents telling them be more like Jack, and then they form <laughs> resentment. So I mean, I yeah, this is kind of yeah. I mean, I my parents tell me to like be like so and so, be like so and so. Don't you want to be like this guy? Don't you want to be like this guy? And um, a lot of my role models are some of my friends too, such as like Kai Letty, one of the best modern day waterman yeah he's he's my friend and he's someone who i really 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 look up to someone who i admire someone i inspire to be like and i think it's pretty awesome that i can call him a friend and i see him surfing your foil and i can say what's up and we're we're on that first day basis we know each other we hang out with each other when he's on oahu and it's just really special when you have someone you look up to that you can be friends with that goes for all the other professional athletes and brand and um, company uh, managers that I know. So, what, what's that relationship like? Because, like you said, Kyleni is like one of the goats. Yeah, yeah, Kyleni is the greatest modern day waterman, and um, 
just to be able to hang out with him is just so awesome because every time I hang out with him, I learn a lot from him. I, uh, I learn what kind of person he is. Most of all, he's the most outgoing, positive person. Um, he came to Oahu a few weeks ago and I gave him a call. I said, yo, what's up? Do you want to go do a down foil run? And he was so pumped on it. And just the fact that he's so amped on hanging out with, you know, obviously yeah. I, yeah. my friends, my friends and I are, we aren't professional surfers. We are well-known people or just some foilers who want to um, hang out with him and foil with him. And he's so pumped to do that. And, um, one thing that really stood out the other day was he was driving me back to my truck at the start of the run and some guy came up to him, some guy who I know, and he's kind of just some like, random nobody. And he goes, oh, what's up, Kai? Like, how are you doing? And Kai's like, hey, man. Like, this guy, Kai had no idea who this was, okay? And he goes, hey, man, like, how are you? How's the wave stand? He started a conversation. And I saw that and I my respect for him just went up so much more just because the fact that he can do what he does and be the type of athlete he is, as well as have that personal and social skill to show interest in everybody is something that I truly admire. And I strive to be like that. Yeah. That's awesome. That it's so cool how you're so calm about this. You're like, you know, just yeah. out with Kai the other day, um, yeah, like it's, it's, my truck. it's kind of no, funny. I mean, Cause I like, it, yeah. And it, I think in a way it's like he's also your friend too, but it's like we 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 see him differently than you because we don't know him personally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but like before I, I knew him, it's so before really I knew him, yeah, yeah. Right. Before I knew Kai, he, hanging out with him was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then when you hang out with him, it's like, oh, he's just he's another person. Like it's cool. Same thing goes for TikTok. Before I post that TikTok video, I was like, oh my gosh, how crazy would that be to get a million views on TikTok? and have your notification blowing up and then it happens. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like just, it's just some likes, it's just some comments. And, um, that is, I'm the past week that's kind of got me thinking like, wow, my reaction to this whole TikTok thing isn't like as crazy as I thought it would be. And that's the same thing goes for meeting crazy, uh, famous people and you meet them and you think it's going to be awesome. And then you meet them and you realize, oh wait, they're just random. They're just people. And they, they have, they're just like me. They're just like you. And the only thing that's uh, sets them apart is their social media following. And when you think about it, it's like so crazy to meet someone with a ton of followers and you finally meet them in real life. And really the type of person they are determines how much you want to um, look up to them. Because I know professional surfers and professional athletes who, I've met, but their, their personality is just kind of, you know, off. It's not really like, they're not really super friendly. My respect for them just goes down, down, down. Where before I used to look up to them and think that they're the greatest person ever. And now I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like he's, he's cool. He serves good, but he's not the nicest guy. It's whatever. So the goal is to be the best at which you can be the most well-known and still give back to your community and be personal and give back to everyone that gives attention to you. So to all the fans that stuck around to, you know, this episode is going to be long. I don't, it might be two hours. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say to them? Um, well, first of all, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I mean, that means a lot to me as well as you guys. Um, even if you fast forward, 
through half of it just to listen to key parts. Um, that means a lot. And I think that it's just super cool that we have created this student run conversation and it's, we can talk about all these different topics and knowing that someone is going to listen to this doesn't matter if it's 10 people or a thousand, at least someone's going to listen to this. And I hope that someone has um, something to take away. And I hope that whatever I say inspires um, whoever's listening to chase their dreams, do what they feel is right as well as block out the negative comments and the hate that comes from other people when you're just doing what you want to do. I do want to, just one thing I want to talk about, um, this kind of goes back to the school thing, but um, Go ahead. what's Go ahead. really what's really helped me um, in high school especially is having a solid relationship with your teachers and deans. Um, for me, talking to adults is something that's super easy. And for other people, talking to adults could be very scary. And I think that once you're able to kind of cross that line and have an open conversation with your teachers and um, be straight up with them, that makes school so much easier. For me, I see some of my teachers in public and um, it's, it is, you know, everyone can know, like seeing your teacher is kind of awkward in public. Like, oh, I saw them at the grocery store, like, hey, what's up? But like, it's kind of weird when they're outside of a school setting, but um, with with me being able to relate to my teachers outside of school, it's helped me develop relationships with certain teachers that carry into school. And for example, my dean, there's days I remember in freshman year when I went into her office, to she would ask me a simple question like, "Oh, can I can I can you come into my office so I can give you your new ID card or something like that?" And I end up staying in her office for 45 minutes just because we're talking about her life and my life. And I think having that open uh, relationship with the teachers is really great because if you're all closed, like you don't want to talk to adults, then that's just going to, you're just losing out on that opportunity to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. Teachers are humans too. Teachers are people too. Exactly. Jack, if if there's anyone out there that wants to follow you or see what's happening with with your life, uh, where, where can they find you? Yeah, so Instagram at Jack from Town, no spaces, no caps. Um, all my social media, YouTube, everything, Jack from Town, TikTok, add me on Snapchat, add me on every social media. Um, if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I check my DMs every morning, um, even in my request. You know, I'll go through that. And if there's actual people trying to reach out to me, I accept. And um, yeah, just don't be. Don't be shy because I know that, you know, I get shy sometimes messaging people with big followings, but, you know, when they respond, it's sick. And just remember, like, we're all, we're we're all just high school students. There's, there's nothing scary or uh, crazy about one person and the other. So, um, yeah, if you just have any questions or um, comments or anything, just feel free to message me, Snapchat me, email me. Jackfromtown.gmail.com. Anything, reach out, and I, I will answer. All right. If you guys are listening, you made it all this way. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys enjoyed today's podcast, uh, subscribe. Drop a big fat subscribe down below and leave us a comment. What was your favorite part? Do you have any questions uh, for me, for Jack, for Coco, any of us? 
leave them down below. Drop a like as well. If you guys are over on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Write something nice as well. Spotify, drop us a follow. Other than that, thank you for letting us fill you in. We will see you guys in the next episode. Mm-hmm.